Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Hello, welcome to Premier League Daily. One day to go until the transfer window closes and still loads of action to happen between Premier League clubs. We've seen people coming in, we've seen people leave. We don't know what's happening with Zaha. We don't know what's happening with Christian Eriksen. Loads of things to talk about on today's Premier League Daily in the company of Phil Hudson. Hello, Phil. Hello, man. And Adam Brown. Hello, Adam. Hello. Uh, I'm Niall McCorn, so get in touch on Twitter as well if you want to get involved with the show. It's at the Sports Social on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. On the show today, we're going to be talking about Tottenham. Christian Eriksen out. £50 million it's touted, but not to mention Manchester United, if you believe reports, he favours a move to Spain instead. Is Coutinho set to replace him on loan? Sky Italia are also reporting Paolo Dybala now favours Spurs over Manchester United. We'll also be talking about the transfer window winners and losers, but I want to talk about Spurs to kick things off. Christian Eriksen, baller. Absolute brilliant player. Um, If someone can get him for 50 million quid uh, in today's market, is a bargain in my eye. I think he's one of the most talented midfielders in the Premier League. I actually think he's underrated. Massive loss for Spurs, but what do you do? Do you wait until his contract expires or do you cash in now? Yeah, I don't think they've got a choice. I mean, as Adam sort of says, I think it's a steal. It is. It is absolutely top draw. He is top, top, top level, I think. I I think he could slot into pretty much any team in Europe. I do think he needs to change, though. I think he's a bit... Second half of last season, I thought he looked jaded, a bit stale, but I, I think he's a brilliant player. I just... if I was Again, if you're Man United, why are you not? I mean, apparently they've said today that they think he wants to go to Spain. Mm. But, like, surely you just go all out to try and get someone like that. At that price, you can afford to pay him a bit more than, you know, the wage because you could sell him next year for probably £100 million. Yeah, that's he's, the thing. And what is he? 27? 27. Is he's going yeah. into his peak. He obviously doesn't want to stay. Now, why do you think that might be he doesn't want to stay at Spurs? Because just built a new stadium. They finished the top four, I think, four or five years in a row now. 
and they've just got to the Champions League final. And I know he's not winning trophies and there's this whole Pochettino hasn't won a trophy yet. Why has he decided not to sign a new contract? Well, you could, I mean, Phil's making the hand gesture about money, uh, but (laughs) (laughs) there's that argument. Spurs aren't big payers, are they? Yeah, I think that's the issue. But also, if he is going to go on the line publicly and say it's because they're not winning anything, which I've said for a good few years now about Spurs, that if they weren't going to start winning trophies, they're going to start losing players. And this might be the first time we see it. I do think that Ali... Even Kane, maybe eventually in the next couple of years, they don't start winning trophies. Getting to the Champions League final is great, and it's a great milestone, and you know for Spurs. But if they don't start winning things, that's a big issue in terms of losing players. But moving to United, is that going to be the way that he's going to win trophies? Probably no. not in the short term. No, I'd agree. I definitely agree. So let's just say he does go fifty million to Spain, whatever club it might be. Ericsson's gone. Well, let's, let's be just, fair; it's going to be one or two clubs. Yeah. Well, let's just work on the premise that he's gone to one of those yeah. two clubs that you're referring to. If rumours are to be believed, Coutinho could be arriving in North London, not at Arsenal like the rumours have suggested, but this rumour that's come out is that he's going to be at Spurs. So Coutinho on loan from Barcelona at Spurs for a season. Also, it's being reported by Sky Italia that Paolo Dybala now favours a move to Spurs over Manchester United and a fee has been agreed of around £60 to £70 million for him. I mean, if you lose Ericsson, who is a quality player, and replace him with Coutinho slash Dybala or both... You're getting in two really, really good players and losing one. So... Yes, it's good, but they're not the same player. So both, particularly Coutinho, he wants to play a further up the pitch than Ericsson. Ericsson knits their team together. In it, Coutinho wants to play where Dali Ali plays, really. And, and to an extent, Dybala wants to play there. So I, I personally wouldn't sign both. I, th- I think it's that's superfluous, particularly when you've got Lucas Moura, when you've got Sung Yung-min. I, you seem like you're going down that old Everton route of being overloaded with attacking midfielders. But... But they're both good, good, well, top players. Both yeah, fantastic players. I think they're rumoured with Lothelso as well. So yeah. they, they could get him in. So, I mean, it's I, like they've got three sort of, they've got their eggs in three different baskets here. Is this not? I mean, Daniel Levy's not renowned as being someone who, like, throws money around, um, you know, particularly benevolently. He, he, he drives a hard bargain. Does this not just feel like they're hedging their bets to try and drive the best deal through for Dybala, say? Oh, well, if you don't want to come for 200 grand a week, we'll get continue in on loan, so we're fine. Why is Dybala now favouring Spurs over United as well? That's what's confusing. Champions League football. Yeah, well, there is that. But obviously, is, it, is he someone who maybe isn't more orientated towards money? I mean, re- realistically, how long are United going to be out of the Champions League for? I personally think they're going to be in the Champions League. I think they're going to finish top four this season. But I really do. I do. I think Maguire's going to make a big difference. wan is going to make a big difference. But to get back onto Spurs, Dybala going, to, going there, I, don't, I just don't see how... I, this is us assuming that Spurs are now going to be a top three, top four team forever now, going forward for the next 15, 20 years. They've got to be, haven't they? If they look what's happened uh, you know, a couple of miles down the road at Arsenal, where they built a new stadium and the Arsenal fans would promise that they would finish top four every year and they would be competing for the big trophies mm-hmm. and it just hasn't happened. Well, and not, look at the backlash. But I know, of course, it's not how it worked, but you have to put your money where your mouth is. I think if you're an owner and you're willing to come out and make a statement like the Arsenal owners did and say... This is why we've built the Emirates. Spurs haven't done that. They've been quite smart like that. But I think building a new stadium with that many seats in it and, and getting to the Champions League, you're not making a rod for your own back, but you're certainly setting the bar a lot higher for future seasons. But surely they've got to have to start paying the big money then. If they want to compete in the top, top, top levels. I don't know, they got, they got to the Champions League final last year, you know, but other teams have got to the Champions League final before and not done it again. You know, like Monaco did it and then Porto did it years ago. And, and both sides broke up pretty much instantly. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So I'm thinking, is, is Ericsson 
you know, surely there's, there's got to be a vision sold to Ericsson to say, come on, we can compete with the Real Madrid's, Barcelona's and Liverpool, yeah. whoever else. It, all right, I'm not saying they can right now, but surely there should be a vision there for Spurs as a club to go, we don't want to lose our best players. You know, we got to the Champions League final last year. They don't. They finished in, in the you know in, in the top you know top three, top four of the of the Premier League last year. They can't be losing players. Well, we said this at the, uh, maybe you a know. month ago yeah. on Premier League Daily. We we said we kind of worried for Spurs. Are, are they going to get pulled apart? They've I, lost Trippier. They might lose Danny Rose still. I don't know if he's gone yet. Two centre halves are maybe getting on a bit. So we're just thinking about whether you know Spurs are going to be able to stay together. Is Eriksson going to go? And now it looks like maybe they're really making some late moves. Do you know what it is? I always think about Spurs. Is that I always feel like you could take any of those, you could pull any of those players out of that team, or the manager could go at any minute. I think still, and I think for a top top level team like City, for example, right at the moment. Right, I don't think someone could just come along and take Guardiola from us. I don't think someone could come along and just take away Aguero or Bernardo. I don't think they could. I mean, all right, maybe you might have a Barcelona Real Madrid, but let's take them out of the equation. It's just like, but I still think United could go along and take away a, a Spurs player. I do. I think. I think. But it'd be more of a. I think players would want to play. I know they've got the you know the the legacy and the heritage of whatever as a club, but I still think people would want to prefer to play for even a Chelsea. United, Liverpool, than Spurs. I just do. I just, I'm, and I think, all right, a few seasons of them finishing in the in the in the top three is good, but they need to. I think they need to up that the the, the pay, their pay well, they, structure. They weren't in the sort of original big four, were they? That's no. now no. a big six. They just weren't there. No. Pochettino, let's be frank, probably would have gone to Man United. I think hmm. if Man United had made a big play for him, I think he'd have gone there. And I think I think they should have made a big play for him. I think a point in Solskjaer was naive. Yeah, I, there's other words, but yeah, <laughs> say them. <laughs> but 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 now Spurs Criminal. are but now Spurs are there. They've actually broke into that that so-called ceiling that so many teams for years have tried to push through. You know, they've had you know, remember Everton when David Moyes is there and he was like, <laughs> "We've got top four, right?" And but when you're there, build on it and invest. Yeah. Don't lose your players. You you, you, t- you say to Ericsson, you know, say to him, right, what's the issue? Right, we're going to pay. And, oh, once you pay one one player, you've got to pay the rest of them. Yeah, but you're going to get guaranteed. You're going to get Champions League football every year. You might even be challenging to win the European Cup, like they were last season. We could even win the league. You just don't know, dear. Do yeah. You know, if, if you've got to pay, say to Ericsson, look, you're the you're a focal point of our team. You knit the team together, like Phil said. We're going to build it round you. We're going to bring another player in to make your job even easier. We're going to bring another striker in so there's more competition. We came. We're going to. Don't then go, oh, yeah, we're just going to lose It's like they've got player. themselves into such a good position, you kind of wanting them to, to use that as a platform, yeah. as a springboard. I don't understand why they wouldn't. I mean, all right, it's all down to money, but you're there and you think, it's like a risk, in it? It's like, you know, speculate to accumulate almost. I think Tottenham Hotspur could finish in second position. And sticking my neck out here, and there's a lot of Liverpool fans that I know listen to this podcast, many Liverpool fans feature on the podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I think Spurs could finish second this year. And I don't know why, I just have this feeling. But the Spurs, they, there's a little bit of softness there. I don't want to say they've got a soft underbelly because they went deep into the Champions League, but they seem to come unstuck in league games. I, I think maybe they're not a long-haul team. Maybe this is the year that changes. I've just got I, a feeling they'll finish above Liverpool for some reason. I disagree with you, but one of the, the things you raised about Spurs there, I think that they've got quite a small squad, and I think that the way that Pochettino sets them up is very, very intense. So towards the back end of the season, I think they look leggy. Whenever you, like the last two or three seasons, I think they've looked leggy, and you know if you look at their results in the Premier League the last twelve games, they were rubbish. They managed to scrape through in the Champions League. Not that that's you know that's to their credit. You know they dug deep, but I just think they look they look leggy. That that's my big thing, and I I could see them going the other way. I think they might. I think they might finish fifth. Wow. Okay, Adam, what do you? I, I've put them as in my prediction. I've put them as fourth. 
Um, yeah. That's purely because I think that... Who's finishing third for you? Uh, United. Wow, okay. That's just because I think United, the, the signings they've made, I, I, honestly, I, I'm a big, I'm a big, big believer in Harry Maguire and I'm a City fan. Honestly, I think he's going to be, he is the perfect player for United, I think, personally. I think that why you would buy Harry Maguire for 80 million when there's as good centre-halves available in the Premier League for a third of that price is right. insane. This is oh. what annoys me, right? I know we're talking about Spurs, but very, very quickly just talk about <laughs> Maguire, right? Everyone's saying about 80 million. Oh, Maguire, Van Dyke was 75 million. Van Dyke's so much better. Right, okay. So before Van Dyke went to Liverpool, who did he play for? Southampton. Who, let's be honest, a club that were probably at the same level where, as where Leicester are now, if not slightly lower, right? A mid-table Premier League team. Van Dyke was always considered to be a good Premier League centre-back. I wouldn't say when he was at Southampton, everyone was writing and raving about him, were they? He's destined for bigger things, yeah? Same as what people said about Maguire. He went to Liverpool, suddenly Van Dijk's the best defender in the world. Why can't the same happen with Maguire? Because he's not Cause that he's good. he's got a massive head. He no, is. it's nothing he to do with that. It's not. He's not that good. If you look at his stats from last year, and he's not that good. He's, he's decent, don't get me wrong. He's a in the current market a £40, £50 million defender, but he's not that good. He's but, not. Virgil van Dijk has a rare sort of array of talents. He can pass the ball brilliantly. He's rapid over the ground. He's great in the air. He can literally do it all. And he's better than Maguire. The raw, the raw tools are better than Maguire. Well, I've just I'm- never heard anyone talk about him that much when he's at Southampton. Like, and, and people were aware he was good, but in the same way that people are aware that Lewis Dunk's good. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, honestly, I mean, don't know, Van Dijk's a great player. He is. But I just think that if you're buying a defender from Southampton for 75 million quid, we can't then go, oh my God, they bought one from Leicester for 80. I just don't, I, I just don't see the, I think no, he's the player that United needed. And anyway, I know it's meant to be Spurs, not. but... Toby Alderweireld was the player United needed. Well, there's no sitting on the fence here in this episode of Premier League Daily, that's for sure. No splinters up the backside here. Uh, there's a bar being built next door, by the way. So if you do hear any scratching and banging, it's just the builders doing work next door. When the bar is built, I hope we don't end up like Alan Brazil and Ray Parlow going and getting levered, because I think we might need to after some of these debates, that's for sure. If you are a Spurs fan and you think we're doing your club a disservice, let us know on Twitter at The Sports Social. We're going to take a quick break now, but after that, we're going to have a look at all of the clubs in the Premier League and pick the winners and losers of the transfer window so far don't go away Premier League Daily from Sports Social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode Premier League Daily from Sports Social Welcome back to Premier League Daily. I'm Niall McCorn. Alongside me in the studio, we've got Phil Hudson. We've got Adam Brown. We've been talking about Tottenham Hotspur in the first part of the podcast. But in this part, I want to talk about firstly free agents who's still available on the market with around about just over 24 hours to go until the deadline shuts. Also, the winners and losers of this transfer window. I've got a list of all the players that have gone into Premier League clubs, all the players that have left Premier League clubs, and we're still a bit of time to go. And of course, we don't know who might sign for who uh, before that five o'clock deadline on Thursday evening. I want you guys to decide maybe a couple of clubs who you think have done well this transfer window and a couple who you think might have had a bit of a stinker. So let's start with the free agents. I'm just going to read through uh, about five names who are still uh, available. Daniel Sturridge, 29 years old without a contract after being released by Liverpool. Danny Welbeck, injury prone, 28 years old, doesn't, wasn't offered a new contract by Arsenal. Andy Carroll, injury prone, 30 years old, left West Ham at the end of last season. On this list, Frank Ribery, which I'm not too sure about in terms of him pitching up in the Premier League, but certainly has bags of experience internationally and in Europe. Fernando Llorente as well, released by Spurs, but he is 34 years old. So if you had to pick one of those five players, who are you going for? Do you know what? I, I could easily see one of them ended up in Newcastle. 
unfortunately, probably not the one I want. I, I read today that Laurenti might go to Man United because they're desperate for someone to just be big and upfront. Well, Lukaku. Let's let's talk about Lukaku quickly there then, because it looks like he's a hundred percent off. He's going to be fined by Manchester United for training with Anderlecht. Well, he's still under contract with Manchester United, and he's training with Anderlecht in a full Anderlecht kit. It's not like free agents where they train with a club to try and get themselves fit. Romelu Lukaku has been training with a different professional team. It's like going to work for a company nine till five when you're already employed by another company you just don't do that as a footballer no wonder he's getting fined he looks certain to be leaving Manchester United so is the Llorente option the solution there for, for United it's not a good solution is it well, it's an elastoplast on an enormous wound well I don't know I mean could he do a job like he did for Spurs last season where he's you know if United are going to go all in and they go right well Rashford's the man we're going to go all the way you know he's playing or we're going to maybe Marshall's going to move into the middle a bit more or whatever is he just an option off the bench just to kind of throw well, in I think that's again all he and... can be but I mean Christ it's like when we signed Shiki Kuki <laughs> oh, that celebration though was worth it. The celebration. Yeah, I, I, I never saw it. I never saw it in black and white, unfortunately. Oh, I, my he, housemate, absolutely rubbish. My housemate at uni is a is a big Newcastle fan, and he used to come in when I was studying sometimes, and he'd just run and like fall on dive onto my bed and just shout "Kooky!" Like, 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 like Superman, like trying to spear me out of the air, sort of thing. What about Andy Carroll? Did I take, take, I'd you take, take him, him back? as you play. I think his fitness record is shocking. So that, that's the theme that's running through that, isn't it? So you've got Urente, Ribery, Carroll, Welbeck, Sturridge. Of those five, Sturridge. three of them I wouldn't touch with a barge pole purely because of the injury thing. Sturridge, whoever you sign, realistically, you're looking to pay paper play anyway, aren't you? Like you, you wouldn't give Carroll a three year deal on 70 grand a week. You'd no. say, we'll give you a year by year contract and, we'll, and it's pay as you play. And if you play 25 games in the first year, it'll extend to something real. And you'd do the same with Welbeck and Sturridge. I think Andy Carroll would be a better player in a Newcastle United shirt than he'd be for any other Premier League club, just because it really matters to him. But that being said, if you were offering me the three, I'd take Sturridge, because I think he'd score the most goals. So out of the five, it looks like Andy Carroll slash Fernando Llorente are the uh, the two clear winners there. Two big men up front. Yeah. I, I said Sturridge. If, if you if you said, Phil, you can have any one of these go to Newcastle, I'd take Sturridge. Sturridge, OK. I think oh. he'd score the most goals. Yeah, I mean, it's an, for me, a premiership team should be looking at Sturridge to pick him up, definitely. I mean, like even Crystal Palace or someone like that. or I, I, He's worth taking a punt on. If you can get one a pay, is it pay as you play kind yeah. of deal, he's worth taking yeah, a punt. I wonder what he'll be worth in Premier League fantasy football. If he does uh, pitch up back at a Premier League club, you can join our Fantasy League. AJR338 is the code, the official Premier League fantasy football game. And if you win, there's a chance to win an £100 voucher to spend at Classic Football Shirts, which which will be nice. Hope they cater for the fuller figure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they'll be able to sort you out, Phil, if you do win. Anyway, make sure you join that league. It'd be good to have you guys on board, you guys listening in. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. But just a final bit for the show. We want to talk about some of the teams we think have done well in the transfer market so far and perhaps some of the sides that have had maybe not so good a window. Any particular clubs that are standing out to you guys as teams that have done well in terms of their summer business? I think Everton have done all right. I think I, I, I quite I'm, like. I I'm quite well like, excited to see Moise Keane in the Premier League. I yeah, really am. I, I think like they've uh, they brought in obviously Keane. I think he's uh, he's going to be if it if it works. I think it'll be really good. He's loads of potential. He looks like he's going to be uh, a big talent. I'm surprised that Juventus let him go for relatively a low fee. Also, I think Fabian Delft's a great signing for him. I think you know as a City fan, he never let us down. I think he's. Really underrated again. What I mean, what do they pay for him? Is it nine million or something? Was it? I mean, in this day and age, that's ridiculous. What is he? Twenty nine, thirty. Great experience, versatile. Um, also, there's talk of him getting Sidibe, you know, from uh, Monaco, the right mm, back. Mm. Um, 
and he's a great he, he French international uh, he's in the World Cup winning squad great player when the Monaco had that run to the Champions League final a big part of that so I think they can get him in as well added yeah. to the signings they had last year which I think are going to take you know they've had time to bed in now I think it could be quite exciting for Everton this so season. if you look here in to Everton this summer Andre Gomez Jonas Lossel Fabian Delph, Jean-Philippe Gubamin, Moise Kean, and out Idrissa Gay, Nikola Vlasic, Lukman, Ashley Williams, and then a lot of young players as well. Phil Jagielka was also released. Um, but I, I'm in agreement. I think Everton would be the club that I, I would pick. I'm really excited to see Moise Kean. I said that just now, but I just I don't know. I've got a feeling that he might really really pull up some trees in the Premier League. You know? And like Phil said earlier, you know they've had an issue with like a lot of attacking midfielders for a while and no out and out strikers, which meant they've had you know strike um, uh, midfielders playing up front and then like you know wingers and you know Calvert-Lewin played up front quite a lot last season when he's more of a you know he seems to be more suited to playing out wide so it's nice for him to have a focal point for the team someone who hopefully can uh, get a few goals in on, on the board for him so I think Everton exciting really in terms of the transfer window I think Newcastle looking alright now window yeah, don't get him started no, don't, no, honestly. don't put 50p in him yeah, don't no, wind no, him I think it's a lot I'm not saying it's one of the, the one of the better teams but when you look around especially in that sort of the what I like to call that that, that kind of mid-table kind of league there's no one there who's had a better window, I don't think, really. Because people like Palace, they've had a shocker, haven't they, really? Who's had a bad window? I'm going Palace. for Norwich City. I don't think they've done anywhere near enough business to even be competitive next season. Don't want to write them off. They've probably finished 12th or something now, I've said that. But, I mean, Norwich have brought in Hasip Dermich, the uh, the Swiss international, Patrick Roberts on a season-long loan from Man City, Sam Byram for 750k from West Ham, and Ralph Farman, the goalkeeper, who's on loan from Schalke. I don't think that's anywhere near enough to keep them in the Premier League. No, it's, it's hard to attract players, I think, for, for, for them teams that have just been promoted. Because, I mean, Sheffield United have, have spent a lot of money on not... No one you've heard of. Yeah, no, not, I not, think they've made more of a fist of it in terms of well, making signings. Norwich they've tried three quarters of a million quid. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all they've paid. That's all they've yeah. spent. Yeah, that's all they've spent. They spent seven hundred fifty grand on Sam Byron. So they've had about. I tell you, I tell you, who on the quiet have had a stinker, and no one's going to really talk about it because you know everyone loves them. I think Brighton have had a bad window. <laughs> Brighton have spent fifty-five million quid, right? On they brought the kid in from Bristol City, Baller. Who oh, Webster? Adam Webster, yeah. Rolls Royce of a defender. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even taking. Well, they're going to sell Lewis Dunk. I'm not taking the piss here. He is a top quality Championship defender. Whether he can translate that to Premier League is another question. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Webster. He's a good player. They've brought in Neil Mopai from Brentford, twenty million quid. Have they spent twenty million on him as well. Yeah. I, yeah. And they've brought in a lad from Belgium for fifteen million quid. That's a lot of money for no proven. Premier like League you've got experience. not a single yeah. proven Premier League player in that. I mean, they'll sell Dunk, so they'll. They'll largely balance the books. But they, they've done badly. I don't think uh, Burnley have had a great window, particularly. They've signed Jay Rodriguez back and they've signed the kid, uh, the goalkeeper from Leeds, Peacock Farrell, to replace Heaton. But again, I, I don't know if that's enough for them to, to go to, I don't want to say the next level, but to maintain the level they're at. But Deitch does always prove a lot of people wrong. Um, Palace have had a stinker, um, particularly if they end up selling Zaha. That would mm. be absolute Armageddon for them. I think Leicester getting Tielemans done was really big for them. Yeah, and they, they, they and with that money they got from Maguire, they could end up signing a couple more players. I think before the window shuts. I know time's running out, but you never know. They might get one or two more in. I think maybe. The it's, it's hard because obviously once the levels raised in terms of the transfer fees for the top clubs, it also then you you, know, you are spending twenty million plus on Championship players now, and that's just the way it is, you know. And all right, yeah, good Championship players, and you hope they're going to do it in the Premier League for the for these smaller teams, but. That's the way it is now, unfortunately. With, with regard to Brighton and Mopai, like they're, they're betting the house on Mopai a little bit. Who was the last striker to come out of the Championship and take the Premier League by storm? 
probably Vardy. Tim Cahill was probably one of the best ones I remember yeah. going for the championship. But you're going back 15 years yeah. to Tim Cahill. It's it's such a big step. So many strikers. Like Dwight Gale, good example, goal machine in the championship, Can't isn't quite there in the Premier League. I think there's so many championship players about, which <laughs> yeah. is a phrase I've coined to define too good for the championship but not good enough for the premiership. Huddersfield had a load of them. Yeah. You know, that uh, that little midfielder they've got... Um, Pritchard, who's been around, who always looks brilliant in the championship. Tom Ince, brilliant in the championship. But they just they can't make the step up. And that's where I think Brighton's buys are going to land. Although I, I must admit, I haven't seen anything of Webster. But spending £20 million on a defender for Bristol City raises some eyebrows. But it's a big risk as well for a club like Brighton. £20 million quid's a lot of money mm. to, to, to Brighton and Bournemouth and teams like this. So they have to make sure that it works. I mean, obviously, if they do sell Lewis Dunk, they'll sort of recoup quite a lot of that money anyway. But you have to make sure it works if you're spending them because they don't get to make signings like that very often. You know, for you know bigger clubs, it's just nothing, is it? Twenty million. Yeah. Look at United going to spend that on you know a championship player like you know Daniel James. Nothing's I'd, said. One for the future. Yeah. Brighton dropped twenty million on Webster. Oh my God, what are they doing? They're I'd back Webster to be a, an a adequate replacement for Lewis Dunk. I do. I think. I don't think maybe he's not worth twenty million, but what defenders are in the championship? I think Brighton are going to struggle this year. Yeah. Just quickly, because we, we're running out of time, but for what it's worth, I'd back Webster to be better than Tyrone Minx. Duly noted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd back neither of them to be better than Fabian Shaw, who was 3.5 no, million. No, <laughs> that, that, was that was a bargain. That was No, that was a bargain, to be fair. <laughs> two screamers. <laughs> two screamers. Sorry, two screamers. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'll be back tomorrow. And of course, the Premier League transfer window does close tomorrow. So there'll be loads more transfer gossip to get our teeth stuck into. And if you do hit subscribe, make sure you leave us a little review as well on iTunes. That'll be nice. Tell your friends about Premier League Daily. Get involved with our Fantasy League. It's AJR338, the code on the official Premier League Fantasy Football game. And uh, also follow us on Twitter at The Sports Social. We'll be back tomorrow for another episode. Thank you very much, Phil. Thank you very much, Adam. I've been Niall and we'll see you soon. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.